The NFL regular season is finally here. Kansas City kicks off against the Detroit Lions, and Patrick Mahomes is about to go nuclear on the Lions on Thursday Night Football. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom and One Pride. Welcome back for another episode of Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Lions, your daily podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for always making Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Lions your first listen. Don't forget to go subscribe on YouTube and go check out another show on the Locked on Podcast Network, maybe Locked on NFL, maybe, you know, Locked on Raiders, I guess, maybe having some interesting things going on over there today and, and maybe the Packers, I don't know, over on your side. Uh, I am Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. You can find me over there. And this is Matt Derry from Locked on Lions. Matt, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Let's do this, Chris. Uh, the opener, can the Lions, some new, the new America's team, pull it off and beat the uh, Super Bowl champs? I'm really looking forward to this game. There's a lot to talk about. But before we get there, this is Crossover Thursday, and it is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play fantasy, daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Matt, so much to talk about. Playing the first game of the season is always a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for this game to get kicked off. No, I'm with you on this, and I I think, Chris, when you think about it, uh, the Lions are honored to be there. I mean, you've covered a team that has won multiple uh, world championships and Super Bowls. The Lions have won one playoff game uh, in 67 years, going back to 1957. So this is the pinnacle now, almost. Uh, You know, you win week 18 in Green Bay last year, and that was great. Didn't mean anything in in the grand scheme of things, but now to get this primetime showing to kick off the season, the Lions getting chosen by the league, it's it, it's pretty big. So there is a ton to talk about. We're going to get into matchups. We're going to get into most important players for each team uh, and what we really think is going to cause each team to possibly have a chance to win this game as well as predictions a little bit later. But let's go ahead and just jump right in. What is the biggest storyline coming out of Detroit right now? Biggest storyline, again, is just the the, the, the excitement level. Um, the confidence that this team has and the fact that is this team going to be ready? You know, Mike Florio pointed this out over the weekend at pro football talk and the lions going to be ready to play. Come on. What the lions want to <laughs> prove now nationally is that last year, the end of the season, eight and two uh, in their last 10 games was not a fluke and to go up against the best quarterback in the league, the best tight end in the league, uh, you know, arguably one of the greatest coaches to ever do it um, is huge for them. So the biggest story is that they're in this game and they're getting this showcase, and now can they win it? How about how about in Kansas City? I, I know that you got a few things you're talking about right now, Chris, aren't you? Yeah, there's a ton of things we're talking about. I'll get to that in just a second. But I also have to say, watching Detroit last year and watching what they were able to do, I have a lot of respect for what the Lions are doing, and I do think that this is going to be a lot closer game than maybe some people really want to give it credit for. Uh, I do think Detroit is a much better team than some people want to say they are. And it's going to be curious as to see how things are shake out when it comes to Dan Campbell and how he's going to get this Lions team ready for uh, a primetime game against the Chiefs. I will also say this. It's going to be fascinating to see what you get from the Lions, mainly because this is almost their Super Bowl. And I hate saying yeah. it that way, but it really is. I mean, it they're is. playing in, in one of the biggest games that they played in in a very long time. Yes, they play every year on Thanksgiving, but no offense to Lions fans. A lot of people have tuned those games out just because it's been the Lions and they've been bad for so long. 
this is a completely different team. And I think that's going to be something fun to watch. No, I agree. And I think that that's, that's a storyline that uh, you and I can uh, uh, certainly get down with here. I, I just think that, um, you know, Detroit has, people are saying, well, the Lions have nothing to lose. No, the Lions now in year three of this rebuild want to start winning games consistently. They want yeah. to win this division. Um, they're getting an opportunity here with no Chris Jones. We'll see about Kelsey. Go win this game <laughs> and, and show people that that this is this is real, that week 18 last year was not just some fun little fluke on a Sunday night to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Now they're playing for something. We'll see what happens. Yeah, really excited to see what the Lions are able to do this season. And really, you kind of mentioned it already. I I would love to give you one storyline for Kansas City that are the <laughs> biggest news for Kansas City. I can't because no. you're talking two superstar players in Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. We've known Jones probably wasn't going to be available for week one for a long time now. He said he's willing to sign uh, to wait, to not play until week eight. We'll see if that ends up coming to fruition. Uh, he did meet and talk to the media today as he was at a charity event, uh, said some things that really kind of make me wonder whether or not he's getting the best advice, but that's a whole other story. But then you look at Travis Kelsey popping up on the injury report two days before the, the season opener. I, you can't feel good about that as a Chiefs fan. Looking at this game, going, you you could be missing two of your best players, two that you could say are arguably easily top three at their position in the NFL, uh, and you might not have either one in this game. That's huge for Kansas City. I, I want to ask you about um, their offense. If if Kelsey doesn't play, how do how does that? Because every to me, every time I watch the Chiefs, it's it's Mahomes to Kelsey. Not saying that the receivers aren't good. And I know Tony came on late in the year, and I know they like their first-round pick, but how does that change in your mind, this offense? You know, it, it's a huge change. I think that you're going to look at what are they going to do with Noah Gray. I think that it's possible if Kelsey doesn't play, they activate uh, a tight end from the practice squad and bring in Matt Bushman and still go three tight ends into the game. Uh, there's lots of questions as to how things are going to work when it comes off to an offense. And the problem is there's just not a lot of time to adapt. One of the things that you saw from Kansas City last year on offense was they went to a lot of 12 personnel. They also used 13 personnel a lot. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that this, you know, obviously this game uh, because of Kelsey. If, if you only dress two tight ends, which I guess is technically possible if Kelsey doesn't play, they don't bring up another tight end. Are you really going to be able to use 12 personnel very often? I mean, you can, but if one of them gets hurt, then you're back down and you're taking out a whole bunch of your playbook. So it's going to be interesting to see what Kansas City does. I will tell you that from what everything we've seen in the in the in training camp and in preseason, it does look like you know you got a, a better connection with MBS this year than you had last year, and I think that could play a big part in this game. And then you've got other guys that are coming on. You know, Rasheed Rice uh, had good had good moments in the preseason. Justin Ross had good moments in the preseason. Richie James had good moments in the preseason. So they have receiving weapons, but now it's the question of how's it all going to come together you know, a game that you didn't expect them to have such a high need for them to be successful. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think uh, it's a chess match. Uh, I like what these two coaches have kind of done with the, with the program and the culture there, obviously what Andy Reed brings to the table, but uh, just adds more storylines to this thing. And you know, that in the pregame and everything else, they're going to be showing Kelsey a zillion times. Will he go? Will he not go? What do you think, Chris, if you're the chiefs, do you just say this is the first of seventeen? Let's just let them sit, or or are you putting them out there? I sit them. If I'm Kansas yeah. City, I sit them. And it's it. The biggest thing to me is this is not a divisional game. This is not a, a conference game. Even 
the the lack of uh, how it's going to affect the playoffs. I mean, it will have just a very minor effect, but uh, other than just the obvious record part of it. But to me, you sit him. You don't risk him getting a further injury and maybe being out for the entire season if ligaments, you know, got stretched that shouldn't be stretched and actually get torn if he plays in the game. I I sit him this week, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about when we get into this game and start talking about the matchups because there are a ton of matchups that are going to determine how this game plays out. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Yeah, no question about it. I uh, love the matchup talk. We'll do that coming up next, Chris. But we got to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks, the most fun I've ever had winning, winning up to 25 times my money during the football season was with Prize Picks last year. And they're back with us this year here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You just select two or more players, you pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn like 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. For example, this week, love Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards. Patrick Mahomes, and I know Lions fans don't want to hear that, but more than probably two passing touchdowns that this thing can get a little crazy, uh, you know, in the nice weather, fast track at Arrowhead. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday and so much more. Just a lot of fun. Had personal experience last year. You know, I, you're looking at over-unders, you look at certain things, but it's the projections, and it's a lot of fun to do. It's easy. Here's what you got to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use the code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy with our friends at PrizePicks. All right, Matt, let's get into it. Matchups. What is your biggest matchup headed into this game? Well, I'm going to go a little bit off the board and weird here. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Jim Bob Cooter. Man, I just did a total <laughs> re- You and I were talking about 2016, brother, and starting. Yep. Uh, no, nope, we were. As, as old timers on this network. Ben Johnson, all right, arguably the best offensive coordinator in the game. Last year, many said it was Eric Bieniemy. And, and you see lists and PFF had at Ben Johnson, number one. I think the chess match between Ben Johnson and Steve Spagnola was something to watch. I love that Spags came out this week and said, uh, your defensive coordinator, Chris, hey, all eyes on 26. We are identifying Jameer Gibbs. Can you believe that? The guy hasn't played a down of NFL football yet. He's a rookie. And for Spagnola to do that, I don't know if he's, you know, bluffing, showing his hand. I'm not sure what this is, but I find it interesting that he made a point to say they're going to look out for number 26, Jameer Gibbs. And for Ben Johnson, all right, the veteran defensive coordinator that's been around, that's won Super Bowls, multiple places, like, all right, how do I find number 26 and get him the ball in many different spots, out of the backfield, in motion on a jet sweep, uh, in the slot on on a quick strike over the middle, out wide. He's the fastest guy in the team. Maybe you throw a deep shot with him. So watch the Jameer Gibbs, Spagnolo, Ben Johnson kind of triumvirate there. I think that's something to watch. How about on your end? Well, I do think that's a fascinating matchup. And I think the reason that Spagnolo is watching that is because of the game-breaking speed. You already said he's the fastest guy on their team. You look at that matchup, you look at specifically how they could use him as a chess piece in this game. You know, the Lions have already talked somewhat 
about putting Gibbs in a situation where he's not just going to be a running back. They're going to use him probably as a wide receiver, I would guess, from, you know, I'm guessing based on what they've said, yeah. uh, you know, in, in different situations and try to get in the ball, like you said, in all different scenarios. And I think that's really what's going to be fascinating about this. You talk about Spagnolo looking at Ben Johnson and, you know, how he played it or how he did it as an offensive coordinator last year. The thing that really, I kind of talked about this on uh, the Locked On Chiefs podcast with Ryan. One of the things that really interested me this year was watching Kansas City's defense actually blitz in the preseason. That wasn't something they did a lot of in years past in the preseason. It makes me wonder if they're really trying to figure out what's going to work for them and what's not going to work for them early on in, in as opposed to waiting until game one. So I wonder if that's going to play a part in how this is all going to work out between the Lions and the Chiefs. When it comes to the biggest matchup for me, man, normally I would say probably Travis Kelsey versus any of your linebackers. And that is probably what I would normally pick. But this time it has to be Patrick Mahomes against your secondary. And it's mainly because I don't think Kelsey plays in this game. If he does play, he's going to be, I think he's going to be limited. I could be completely wrong. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday, so but and they called him questionable, so we'll see. But Mahomes by himself, uh, and I know I'm biased, but I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And oh, he is. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> some people would say I'm biased, and that's fine. I mean, if you don't believe it, you don't believe it. I, I don't have a problem with that. But when you sit and look at Mahomes, it's against the secondary, and I say that because if you look at Kansas City's pass rush, or sorry, Kansas City's pass protection this season, I think it's going to be even better than it was last year. Hmm. They've easily upgraded their right tackle position. They have probably one of the top three, if not maybe the top interior three offensive linemen in the NFL. And the big question is going to be Donovan Smith. Well, if it's just Donovan Smith, you can take care of that to an extent uh, going up against Aiden Hutchinson by chipping and doing different things to slow down the rush. So, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to me is once they get figured out the pass protection and how that's going to work, how does Kansas city attack the corners? How do they attack the safeties? How do they go after uh, this, you know, Detroit lions defense, because they're going to have to put points up on the board. I do think that this could have potential to be a shootout, uh, especially without Chris Jones. How's Smith looking? Cause we all saw him in Tampa last year and it was not pretty. Uh, okay. So Mahomes didn't get touched once during the preseason mm-hmm. he didn't play a ton but he did play into the second quarter in the second preseason game he did play one series in preseason game number three he wasn't touched at all didn't get hit didn't get touched i mean okay i think he may have slid and maybe got touched there but didn't actually get a qb hit of any sort uh smith looked really good and i'm not going to say that i expect him to be that player every single snap but if he's just a little bit better than what they had in orlando brown which i think he could be uh, that's a big win for Kansas City. The other thing, too, to keep in mind, and I like what you said about the secondary, is the Lions' secondary is much better than it was a year ago, but yep. it's brand new. These guys haven't played together. You're asking Cam Sutton, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian uh, Branch, all these newcomers to communicate and to be on point against the best in the game well, in week one where they haven't been out there together. I think the secondary is a big question. fantastic. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think it's going to be really good. But week one, that's a concern, no question about it. Well, and you have to – and to take that point to the next level, I think that you have to worry about Kansas City and their double moves with their wide receivers. 
Uh, I would expect that Kansas City's going to take some deep shots in this game. I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe they come out and they do deep shot in the first drive. We'll see. But they like double moves with their wide receivers. And if you mess up once, it's going to cost you. And that's yeah. really the big question is, can Kansas City make it cost them? If they can, I think that's going to help. When you start looking at this game, though, who is your most important player on the Detroit Lions? Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I still say it's Jared Goff, and and I say that because not that they have a major upgrade at backup quarterback than they did a year ago. They had Nate Sudfeld last year, um, didn't play much, and then now they have Teddy Bridgewater, who I'm much more comfortable with. But I still think Jared Goff taking care of the football, uh, not turning it over, is why they went eight and two in their last ten. Yes, he and Ben Johnson have a good synergy, and look, Goff's playing for some cash. I mean, he's a free agent after next season. Would love to get extension talks going after this year if he has another good year. Um, but it's still important that on the road in a hostile environment, a sea of red there at Arrowhead, that uh, he takes care of the football. We saw what the Chiefs could do in terms of the turnover game. I, I rewatched the AFC Championship game the other day um, and what they did a little bit, to, especially in the first half against Burrow and the Bengals. You know, Joe got away with a couple. And Goff, those usually got intercepted last year. Second half of the year, he took care of the ball, but I still say he's he's the most important and has to uh, has to be on his game. What about uh, what about with you? <laughs> you know, I, I love what you say about golf, and I think that that's going to play a pivotal role. Is, is the turnover game? Uh, I can't go away from Patrick Mahomes as being the most important player. I hate saying that he's the best matter, he's the biggest matchup and the most important player, but the reality in my mind is that this game has come down to a point where without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey, it's going to be put all on Mahomes' shoulders. He's going to have to be the guy that is going to take this team to victory. Uh, what I will say is he's 5-0 and when he started games for the first year in the season, and he has not thrown any interceptions. So he's been very good in September. Uh, I expect that to continue going into this game. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks. That, you know, Is the chemistry going to be there with the wide receivers? Is, is there going to be somebody that can step up and play the tight end position and at least give them something at that position? Because that's a big question, too. If they don't have anybody that can take away or that can give them those intermediate routes that Kelsey does at all, that becomes a problem opening things up down the field. When we get back, we're going to talk about what must go right for each team to win, and we're going to take a look at our predictions for this game. But first... Let me tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You don't want you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. If you're looking for anybody to hire right now, go check out LinkedIn Jobs. They can sure help you out. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you would like to hire. It's very start. It's very important to start the year strong, and we're going to see that here in the NFL here shortly. But that is why LinkedIn Jobs gives you the right tools to help you. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Matt. Here we go. What 
when you're looking at this game, in order for Detroit to walk into Kansas City and win, what has to go right? A couple of things, and they're kind of interconnected. Number one, third down efficiency in the Chiefs area in their end of the field because the Lions have a kicker problem. All right. They don't have Harrison Butker. Uh, Riley Patterson won the job. He's the guy for now. I mean, heck, last week, GM Brad Holmes said he's our guy, you know, in week one. Well, <laughs> that wasn't exactly <laughs> a real, you know, they might have Bad- endorsement. Michael Badgley is on the practice squad and ready if, if need be. They're kicker from last year. Remember, they, they've been through 11 guys in three years. Um, it's a lot. And Riley Patterson is accurate. He's good from 35, from 40, from 42. But if this is a situation where, you know, Chiefs are scoring touchdowns and the Lions are selling for three or Chiefs are scoring touchdowns, Lions are scoring touchdowns but missing PATs and we're at, we're at a 14-13 halftime lead for KC because Patterson pulled one, uh, you know, I, I think they've got to be, if it's third and eight at the 30 of KC, they got they got to get it. Uh, they cannot be relying on long field goals. So I think third down efficiency and the kicking game is going to play a play a big factor a factor for Detroit if they want to spring the upset. What did you look at the kicking game and how that could play into it? The nice thing is that this is going to be a you know it's a fall game or I guess you know summer game whatever you want to call it at this point. So it's not going to be cold weather, so you don't have to worry about that. It's going to be interesting. I, I like how you said that uh, they don't have Harrison Butker. A lot of Chiefs fans would argue that that's maybe a good thing. I would not be one of them, <laughs> but. I do think it's going to be something that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then you start talking about third down efficiency. I think that's huge. Uh, one of the big questions I have is can Kansas City get off the field on third down? And if they can, you know, get to a point where they make the Lions go not necessarily even three and out, but maybe, you know, six, six and out or, so, or, you know, nine and out and let them get a couple of first downs or, you know, just move the ball a little bit, but still get a stop and don't get, let them get in field goal range or get to touchdown range. That's a huge win for Kansas City, especially early in the year. So I'm fascinated to see how third down efficiency works out for the Lions. What I'm looking for, the way that the Chiefs win this game is, in my mind, Andy Reid looks at this game and says, okay, we have Patrick Mahomes. We have an offense that should be good enough to get this done. And they put the pedal to the metal the entire game. One of the biggest things that Andy Reid has struggled with throughout his career in Kansas City is, he will get up on teams two or three scores in the first half. Uh, and sometimes even, you know, low two score, like a 10 or 11 point lead. And he'll come out after half and have one of the first, one of the worst first drives out of the half. Uh, and yes, I understand teams are, you know, making changes and all that, but, you know, consistently having struggling the first couple of drives coming out of the half has caused Kansas city chances to lose at times, uh, and, and really make games closer than they should be. And I'm not saying that Kansas City is going to be blowing the Lions out, but the reality to me is, is if Kansas City has the chance to go into this game and they come back and they start pulling back a little bit and start running the ball more than they had been when the past had been so successful, they will give the Lions a chance to come back later in the game if Kansas City does get up to a big score. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this. The name we have not mentioned tonight uh, is Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. He gets loose. If if we get to those third downs and he's just Mr. Reliable, still he deflates defenses. He really does. And, 
you know, watch for number 14. He's he's going to play a, a factor in this game. We talked about Gibbs a lot, and Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, will be in the mix as well. But uh, St. Brown is just money in the bank, and so that could be – he's kind of the, 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 the Kelsey to Mahomes with golf, uh, just that security blanket. So that's another thing to watch, certainly, uh, uh, Thursday night. Well, and, and you look at how this game is going to play out for Kansas City and how it's going to play out for Detroit. The one thing, the other thing that we haven't talked about, which I take fault on because it's Kansas City, how is the crowd going to play into this game? How is that going to affect the Detroit Lions? I know I did read that Campbell, you know, brought in speakers and tried to, you know, mimic sound at all yeah. a little bit, but it's not the same thing. And if you look at what Kansas City is going to be doing in this game, they're raising a banner from a Super Bowl championship. They're going to be sold out. And at, at times in the past, there's been times where you've had fans from other teams. I can't imagine you're going to have a ton of Lions fans in Kansas City for this game because they're raising a banner. I, I so, know a good I know a good number that will be there. Well, so. I'm not saying there won't be any. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. I don't think it will be what it normally has been in yeah. some of the past home games uh, because of what they're doing. So the crowd noise to me is also going to be an X factor in this game. I do think that it's it's possible that it causes confusion. And if they get the Lions into situations where they're playing behind the sticks uh, and they get a false start or, you know, they, they you know, get a delay of game or something like that, that could really change the tide of how the game goes. It will be interesting. And, you know, looking at predictions and stuff, I mean – you know, I, they make us do this, Chris, but it's like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't even, even said on my own show what I'm about to say. I, I truly believe the Lions are going to win the division. I think they're going to be a 10, 11 win team. I don't, you know, the Kelsey thing obviously is huge, but I am concerned uh, about the kicking game. And I think that plays a factor and I could see a 30 to 27 Kansas city win where Mahomes is magic. He's he eludes Charles Harris. He eludes O'Quara. He eludes James Houston and Aiden Hutchinson. And on a few times when they get by, and just makes enough plays, Butker out kicks Patterson, and it's a 30-27. to 27. Hey, Lions look good. Boy, this team's le- le- legit. They'll win the division, but it might, might come up a little bit short. That's kind of what I'm seeing here. Well, and I'm glad you make that point because the other thing that sticks out to me is that it's just because the Lions could possibly lose this game doesn't mean that they're going to be any worse team. I think that if you're playing the Super Bowl champions, it's going to be hard to feel bad about loss, especially if it's close. The interest, the other interesting thing is I think the line has moved from six and a half to five and a half, maybe yep. even closer yeah. uh, recently, just because of the Kelsey news, which is interesting as well. So we'll see how that plays out. I actually said on uh, Locked on Chiefs, because we j- just recorded this a little bit ago, uh, I think Kansas City wins. I think that it could be a closer game than a lot of people think. But I also think that the Chiefs offense and Mahomes has been here before. Andy Reid's been here before. Uh, and I really think that the defense is going to have something to prove this year. I said 38-27 Kansas City. You know, it's funny. For the people that say, well, will the Lions be ready? Or like you brought up the crowd noise. What happened last year in Week 18 in Green Bay, and that was not a vintage Packer team. That was not a loud crowd so much so because, you know, I think Packer fans have been have seen much bigger games at Lambeau than a win and sneak in as a wild card in Week 18 against Detroit type of situation. But for a lot of those young guys last year to go into Lambeau and win in Week 18, they are undaunted about going into Arrowhead. Uh, and I know Arrowhead's awesome, it's and it's louder than Lambeau. But 
I think that's that will play a factor in these guys being ready and playing well. Does it compute to a victory? I'm not ready to say that yet. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. Matt, tell everybody where they can find you and what else you do. Again, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast, you know that at, at, on Twitter or X. What are we calling that, Chris? Uh, at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. And uh, check us out on, on YouTube, please, and subscribe and watch. Um, you know, I think Chiefs fans will like the Lions. They're not going to root for the Lions tomorrow, uh, Thursday no. night, but I think they're going to like what they see from Detroit. I think the Lions have, have warmed America's hearts a little bit. It's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, that's where you can find me. And uh, obviously tell, the, uh, tell my audience about you. I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and you can find me on Chris Clark NFL on Twitter or X, I guess, whatever it's called right now. <laughs> I, I will say that I'm fascinated to see how the Lions play in this game because I do think it's going to be uh, a lot better game than some people are giving the Lions credit for. And, and you're right. Maybe the crowd isn't as big of a factor, uh, but we'll see how that ends up turning up. I will also point out that we are going to be live right after the game. Matt, not sorry, Ryan and I will be live right after the game uh, on Thursday night. So be sure to check that out and be sure to check out Matt's show covering the game post game for the Lions. Thank you all for listening today. We really do appreciate it. And we will be back with you tomorrow.